Hey guys, this is Dee Williams with episode 2 of This Comic's Life. This week I'm going to be talking about aliens making sweet, sweet love to a midget and what word you should use when you're talking about boobs. Alright guys, let's check it out. This is D. Williams with This Comics Life. I'm glad that you're coming and joining me again. Thank you once again for uh, downloading this. And I would like you, if you would so choose, to uh, share it with a friend. And share it with uh, not only one friend, but uh, a million friends, please. <laughs> uh, man, I love that song, like Tidings uh, by Van Morrison. I have no idea what he is saying throughout the whole song, but I fucking love that song nonetheless. <laughs> I just like the la 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 Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, what should we get into first? Oh, yes. Uh, this is uh, my third uh, recording of my stand-up career. Uh, again, this is uh, a show about me and my uh, rise to stardom. Hopefully, someday soon, maybe in 500 episodes, uh, we'll be talking about this in a little bit different light. But uh, right now, uh, I am just starting out in the comedy world, so I thought to myself, why not make a podcast out of it too and showcase all of my failures up until now, <laughs> which is uh, uh, after this episode will probably be a two for two in the failure category. Uh, obviously, since I am so new and I have absolutely no material, uh, which you will so shortly uh, see in this uh, episode, um, we are definitely not talking, and when I say we, I mean myself, we are definitely not talking about things that we've probably planned out over weeks and polished. No, this is stuff that's just come up out of my head, and I thought, oh, why don't I talk about this on stage? And then I quickly realized, oh, you shouldn't talk about this on stage as you're thinking of it. Or maybe you should, because some things work, and other things don't, <laughs> as you'll soon see. Uh, yeah, I I guess I'll, I'll tease a little bit, uh, like I did earlier, uh, in this open mic, uh, I'm talk, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, aliens and my fascination with aliens and, uh, where I hope to see the future of aliens come and it gets a pretty decent sized laugh, I guess. It's, it didn't go horrible. I might need to polish it up a little bit and find out where some more punchlines are. But I do feel like it's a good premise, and I got um, a comic to come up to me and, and tell me that he liked it afterwards. So it's always nice to hear a fellow comedian not just shit on you, but <laughs> actually say, hey, man, that was actually funny. <laughs> uh, speaking of comics, though, that uh, like to shit on people, I do have... I have found myself running into a lot of those guys that do like to razz you and tell you that, you know, 
you're a piece of shit in, in a nice way, you know, but in a creative way. It's like a comic thing. They like to, you know, jab at you, say, or not jab, but it's right off the bat, they're, they'll make fun of you in some weird way. Or not even a weird way. It'll probably be the most blunt way. And usually with me, since I have a beard and I'm bald, uh, I'm riddled with uh, bald and beard jokes. <laughs> Uh, which is all right. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, it's par for the course, but I do feel like maybe that's the, uh, what I really want to ask like comics when, uh, they instantly hit you with an insult. I want to just go, who hurt you? Who was the one that didn't love you enough? Who was the one that could have swaddled you just a little longer and maybe not run out at you and played slots or Kino, you know, 24 hours a day and just left you in front of the TV? Or maybe even worse, you know, probably loved you a little too much. And <laughs> if you know what I mean. But I just want to know, why do comics always feel the need to just insult you right off the bat? Is that just their way of saying, hey, I accept you, or you're part of the crew? I mean, I'm assuming so, but it's not something that I instantly am fond of, right? <laughs> like, I don't know you, and now you're going to tell me how, like, I look like a bowling ball or whatever. Or I don't know that my beard looks – they asked me how many uh, – you know, people, my beard's raped, things like that. And I just want to know, uh, hey, I don't know you. Why are you telling me these things <laughs> right off the bat? Uh, if I guess, if I knew these guys and I'm like buddies and chums, maybe it'd be different. But I don't know. <laughs> That's the culture of these open mics, especially when you're hanging out in a whole room full of comedians. And you're just basically trying to make them laugh. You're not trying to make, you know, general patrons laugh. You're just trying to make the other eight guys that are there waiting to get their time laugh. <laughs> and that's almost even harder in these open mics, I will uh, attest. It's definitely um, one of those things where I don't know why it's so hard to make other comedians laugh. But for some reason... Other comedians hate to laugh. <laughs> or maybe I'm just realizing that it's really not that funny. And it's just not even a matter of comics or not comics. It's just people in general don't find me funny. <laughs> maybe that's more it. I got to be real with myself here on this podcast. I got to open up and tell you guys what it truly feels <laughs> when they don't laugh. It's so hard. Anyway, uh... I will say in later podcasts, it does not get better. It goes far, far worse <laughs> into the uh, realm, not of uh, of comics uh, insulting me and shitting on me a lot, but no, it comes into uh, just no material leads to nobody laughing. <laughs> I think that's my truth, my true calling in this, in this, or my true... Uh, feelings when I when I listen to these recordings back and I hear what I sound like back and I think to myself oh I need to either just go fully off the rails and into this real weird realm of like character improvisation or I just need to hone in and learn 
word for word what is a funny premise and what and land it with a punchline. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I don't know what the struggle is. It's because certain things that like fly off the cuff, those things work. So I think to myself, well, should I should I just be more of a off the cuff guy? And then other times, you know, so you start to hone in on those off the cuff premises, and then those quickly don't work. So then you go, well, I need to stick to the written stuff, stick to the things that I've, you know, thought about and tried to say one or twice before, and and try to say it, you know, five hundred times, I guess, and and think to myself, I guess maybe the five hundred and first time, maybe it'll be funny. But that's the thing with me is that I don't know if I want to say it 500 times before I'm now thinking, oh, it'll be funny then. But then I say it once and it doesn't really go over and I try to say it again and it does go over better. So in that instance, maybe saying it 500 times would make it 500 times better (laughs) than the first time you said it. I don't know. I guess I'll soon find out the 500th time I've said it. But it is going to be a dueling, arduous path to that to that 500 time. And that's another thing. Fuck Malcolm Gladwell and this 10,000 hours rule. He is a fucking douchebag when he was telling everybody about, oh, all you just need to do is do something for 10,000 hours and suddenly you'll be an expert. And then some real smart-ass scientist that actually came up with the premise went, hey, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, I think his name is Anders Ericsson. Sorry, I looked things up. But he said, fuck you, Malcolm Gladwell. That's not even what I said. I'm the scientist that came up with this 10,000 bullshit, and I say only experts will be seen to have 10,000 hours under their belt. So if you look at Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or some other guy that allegedly... Uh, cheated on his wife (laughs) but is an amazing athlete you look at them and you'll always see that he has had at least 10,000 hours in training or uh, what he wants to call uh, something practice uh, legitimate practice or legitimate learning or I don't know something look it up (laughs) but he said it's not about just doing 10,000 hours and then you'll be an expert. It says, no, if you're an expert, more than likely you've put in 10,000 hours. So Malcolm Gladwell went, well, that I will just uh, fill in the gaps and write a book and make a million copies sold and be a genius. And you're like, nope, you didn't even get what the scientist was saying. And he just retorts and goes, yeah, I know. That's okay. I'm still smart. And you're like, ugh. Anyway, Outliers, it's a great book. Try to read it sometime. (laughs) I'm just playing Malcolm Gladwell. You are amazing, and I hope to meet you someday. Because then I will say, hey, look at how many hours I've had. I'm probably an expert. Anyway, uh, let's get into my open mic second or third time doing this. This is... uh, kind of an audience full of uh, drunk people and right off the bat the host uh, called me out for looking too stoned and I'm just uh, now having to recover off that but it does kind of work into a a good premise right off the bat so let's get into my uh, third time doing this thing called stand-up and we'll come back and talk all about it 
All right, let's do this. Uh, it is true that I do smoke a little bit of weed from time to time. Uh, the problem is that smoking weed for a long period of time gets you to start thinking way beyond just weird thoughts. You know, when you start for smoking weed at first, you start thinking about like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we got visited by aliens? Wouldn't that be so sweet? But after 15 years of smoking weed, those weird thoughts go way into another realm. <laughs> like right now, my biggest thoughts right are, wouldn't it be cool if we not only got visited by aliens, but we got domesticated by aliens? <laughs> Damn right. Because just think about how we domesticated dogs. It would be just the same thing. Because if any aliens came down to Earth, people would think, oh, let's just grab our nukes and we'd fucking hit them. No, we would not stand a chance. The luckiest thing that would happen to us is if they did domesticate us. Because just think of your pet. You're now thinking, wow, I would love to be that pet. I would love to be a pet of an alien. Because just think of the best day that you've ever had in your life every day. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some people are thinking, that sounds a lot like slavery. But you don't enslave your pets. Your pets enslave you. The pet, you work for your pet. Let me just uh, move on to something else. <laughs> You guys are into the aliens. It's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll do some observations of other comics that I saw earlier. Uh, it's interesting that you said that one guy was a clean comic. And uh, I just find that funny that as soon as you start changing your words, you're suddenly a clean comic. Now, if I said to you, man, I was fucking drunk last night at this bar called Blacklight, and I saw this titty, this big titty woman, and she was just sitting at the bar. And I went over there and I had my chats and then I went back to her place and I sucked those titties. People would be like, yeah, you're a pretty filthy comic. But if I went and told you, man, I saw a girl over at the bar yesterday. She was inebriated as all heck. And I saw that she was definitely, probably with child. And I went over to her, had some chats, and then I I fed on those memory lines. I fed on them. People would be like, dude, that is so nasty. You have just, I don't care what you've, you haven't even said one filthy word, but I don't want to hear you say fed on memory glands ever again. Ever. Uh, let me, let me uh, move it on to another uh, topic. I guess you guys are all on the topic of sex and, uh, debauchery, and I'll tell you the one debaucherous thing that I've done is, uh, I had sex with a midget once. It was pretty short. Let me rephrase that. I had sex with a midget once. She was pretty short. I'm sorry. I don't want to get the wrong pronouns. But what 
what's really cool about having sex with a midget is that they're so grateful to have sex with a normal person. That's the best part about having sex with a midget. They are like, I am so done with having sex with other midgets. I'm so grateful that you want to have sex with me. And that's why they will do whatever you want. Guys, girls, whatever you're doing, have sex with a midget next time you see them. Alright, uh, I'll leave it up, uh, or I'll leave it with uh, one one impression that I do. Uh, it's Michael McDonald with Alzheimer's. I can't forget what is the name of my dog. I can't forget, is it this, is his name Wolfie or Mr. Scraps? <laughs> Alright, you guys are big Michael McDonald fans, thank you. <laughs> oh man that is horrible yep that's right i screwed up on the michael mcdonald impression it hasn't gone over every single time i've done it which means i don't even know if it's a good impression it would be nice to know from one of you guys write me at this comics live pod at gmail.com write me and tell me if it's an even good impression like i understand if i screwed up and said is it is it woofy or is it woofy or mr scraps <laughs> maybe i should change the names you know like is it pickles or waffles cream i don't know who names their dogs and what do they name them that are funny? I mean, do people name their dogs ironic things anymore? Or is it just Steve or Jim or whatever? Uh, I Maybe that's ironic in itself, like naming, you know, your dog Jim. <laughs> Who knows? I have a cat and I have, and it's named Kitty. So uh, there's my uh, uh, expertise in naming things. <laughs> that's how far it goes. But. I guess if I did have another thing, I would name it something a little bit more creative than just what it is. I find it funny that things named, uh, like cats, for, for, for whatever reason, they're named... You can name a cat Kitty. I've, I've known so many people that have named their cat Kitty. But I've never met one person that named their dog Doggy. And just had it... That's its name. Its name is Doggy. And we're going to name it Doggy and have it be Doggy Forever. <laughs> no, I've now I've, I've met one person that named their dog D.O.G., which is a weird thing. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. <laughs> D.O.G., and we're just going to say it really fast. But nobody names their dog Doggy, <laughs> and I don't know why. Uh, I guess it's too demeaning, and nobody wants to name it just Dog. <laughs> come here dog or whatever I mean I guess now you can it would be it'd have to be something else besides just dog it'd have to be you know Snoop Dog or Rain Dog or uh, mess up my yard dog <laughs> I don't know yard dog yeah that would be kind of cool hey uh, come here yard dog <laughs> or uh, I don't know I'm Maybe I'll get back to uh, what we should be naming dogs. What I should be getting into is 
this set. So let's go right off the bat on the domestication of animal or the domestication of humans be or by aliens. And this was a premise that uh, I came up with a, a friend of mine a long time ago, and we were laughing our asses off about it. So I tried to turn it into a uh, stand-up routine, and it's gone over a little bit uh, all white. And uh, this recording kind of had a few jokes uh, right off the bat. You know, when you when you come off the uh, domesticating aliens uh, premise, it, it it's a odd premise and if you're not into aliens i guess you're you're already tuned out who knows but uh i think it's would be so awesome to be domesticated by an alien i mean just the concept alone of like never having to work again in your life and just being pampered by something that just truly loves you and just wants you to be around and be their companion you know they don't want you to do manual labor like it's not like a domestication like a donkey or like a horse where you're gonna have to like do all this stuff for the aliens fuck that it's not like who wants to think of that premise no i'm thinking of the pet premise where you're just really just this person that is just around to make this alien's day better and that's all I want to do. And they give you toys like Xbox Ones and, you know, Oculus Rifts because those are just human play toys. That's just like giving, you know, a cat a little, like, toy mouse to play with. In human terms, it'd be like, here, here's an Xbox One. Play like a human would play. And I'd be like, oh, this is the best day of my life. And to top it all off, like, human treats are basically you know, this concept of what would you think a a pet would want most out of all life? You know, because they like the food that you give them day to day. The wet food, the dry food, that's all right. And I'm sure the wet food and dry food comparable to us would be probably like, you know, a step or two above McDonald's. Maybe like a Carl's Jr. or wherever you're listening, a Hardee's. Or maybe if you're like, you know... Uh, on the West Coast, maybe if you have, like, a nice alien owner, you would have, like, you know, the equivalent of, like, uh, maybe a Baja Fresh or some sort of uh, Chipotle. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe something even nicer, like a a, a Black Angus (laughs) from time to time. You know, maybe on, like, the equivalent of uh, Alien Christmas or something, they, like, you know, throw you a steak and some lobster or something, you know. But... What would really be cool is the, like, treats, the, like, little treats that you would get, like, and uh, I think it'd be, like, alien nougat, like, space nougat. That would be so amazing to have, like, this alien space nougat. And what I think alien space nougat would be, like, the culmination of, like, a Snickers and a whatchamacallit, uh, an Abba Zabba. Oh, throw in a whatchamacallit, too. Yeah, <laughs> so the three, whatchamacallit, Abba and Snickers just combined, like, had, like, you know, a gay sex candy bar orgy and just would, you know, pop out some intergalactic space nougat. That would be so awesome. <laughs> and then they would give it to you. If you did little, like, tricks, like little human tricks, like, you know, maybe rode a unicycle around their house or, like, you know, did, like, the Macarena or whatever, you know, I don't know, stupid little human things that they would find amusing because they're totally, you know, way beyond us. So 
I would just love being that type of, uh, you know, domesticated human. But, uh, you know, if it was like, no, we're going to just like farm out these uh, humans to be our literal mules in this new galaxy, I'd be like, uh, fuck that. You can uh, take over the world and I'll just, uh, you know, take the probe up my butt instead. <laughs> I don't Maybe not that far. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but if we were domesticated, that would be far better than just getting taken over and, you know, Earth being the new uh, alien homeland. That would be not cool. But uh, if they, yeah, just uh, turn this into little uh, amusement pets that could pet us and massage us and, you know, give us Xbox Ones and intergalactic space nougat, that would be pretty good in my book. (laughs) All right, but let's move on to the next thing that was a total just observation, and I thought I would throw it in second just to kind of just be observational and see where it went and it kind of didn't go anywhere (laughs) at least on this crowd and I thought it was kind of amusing maybe I just didn't word it right or I was just a little slow in the beats but yeah I do find it odd that you know you can't say like oh man I'm gonna fucking suck some titties tonight you know you can't say that on tv but maybe you could say I'm gonna parkour some memory glands to uh, suckle on the bosom of <laughs> I don't <laughs> if you just use different words suddenly you can say the same exact thing and I don't understand it like for some reason we can talk about poop and brown and all these different things on network TV but if we said shit or shart maybe I don't know I think you could say shart on a network who knows I'll, I'll look that up but if you switch it to shit, suddenly, whoops, whoops, we can't have that on. None of the uh, none of the sponsors will allow the word shit to be said if they're going to be paying for the show. And I would think, what are you talking about? You would totally think that if Charmin is uh, advertising this show, they would want you to say shit two seconds every minute. Like, <laughs> they would want you to say it two seconds Every show, like every two seconds, they would want you to say, uh, man, I need to take a shit. Boy, I have, I wish I had Charmin. Man, I need to take a poo. Man, I need to take a brown. Man, I need to wipe my butt. Mm-mm-mm. Like, you would think that they would want nothing but shit humor on this, on this TV show. If, like, Charmin and, uh, Kleenex and all these different wiping materials are, uh, you know, sponsoring the show. Come on, man. I don't understand it. But what executive is, like, never said a swear word ever in his life? What advertising executive? I've seen Mad Men. I know what goes on. What executive that's handling advertising has never said one swear word? I guarantee you it's never happened in the days of any uh, print or radio or recorded medium. (laughs) And so to think that people never swear or never do these things on TV, that's just so amazing to me, especially as advertisers. You should want as many people watching your show, and the people aren't going to care at all what they're talking. If they're watching the show and liking it, they're not going to care what ads are behind it. So to say, like, oh, it can't be this product, it can't be this product, you're like, well, it's going to be two other products that are like, who gives a shit? So why not be on that side of who gives a shit and just 
rake in the money instead of being that one company that's like, they stand shit on the TV. We can't be that company that promotes that even though we're toilet paper. You what? Come on. Ugh. Anyway, I do think it's a it's a weird thing that I think cable is now going away of that. Uh, but even cable has like this weird like you know all the basic cables. They have uh, this premise of you you know what you can and can't say either, and everybody's still on the no fuck uh, train except the paid cables and the internet of course. But yeah, even. So you pretty much have just HBO and Showtime saying, yeah, we'll let you say fuck. And Netflix definitely lets you say fuck. But every other show is like, uh, no, no, we can't say that still. <laughs> Even though we would still have as many advertisers as we already have, they would just be different advertisers. Let them fucking die. If they don't want to now have a commercial on a TV show that lets them say fuck, then let them. Let them go away. Because you can find some other company that's like, well, we'll, we'll take that space. If you're going to sell it to us instead, we'll take it and say, let you say fuck all you want. Because we're a company. We don't give a shit. We don't. And they will say that to your face. Because they're a company. They have no face. <laughs> but they'll say it to your face. Alright. I might have rambled on a little bit about that. But let's get into the last premise that kind of went over well. And that was making sweet, sweet, magical love to a midget. And <laughs> I technically will. It, it's... Part true, part not true. Let me preface it. In, in, this is a stand-up bit, so of course I'm trying to be funny. And I will say, in reality, I have had sex with a very small person. That was technically what you would call a little person. Because I believe, according to her and the state, you have to be under 4'10 to be considered a midget or a little person. So in that regard, she was like four nine and a half, technically. So, but I will say, so she was a very small girl, but not what you would call a traditional midget, like from the Wizard of Oz or whatever, you know, or the Dink. He's, it, she wasn't like that, and I'm sorry to be. Uh, <laughs> rude or whatever, but she was small. I will tell you that. And so this goes over pretty well. And I think uh, I need to just work on a little bit more of like just trying to find out, uh, you know, like, oh, she pulled out all nine yards, all the stops. I mean, let me rephrase that. She pulled out all one yard, just one stop, <laughs> you know, something like that where, you know, to, to just to just add on to uh the differences of what she, what normal girls are like and what uh she was like i think that would kind of go over well who knows but uh i tried it once what's what's weird is i tried it once and said a little person instead of midget and i think it's on the third recording maybe i'll tease it for this next time so you can hear the difference and it's a different crowd it's at a different open mic but I, I use little person instead, and it doesn't go over nearly as well as when I say midget. 
And it's funny how uh, people don't want you to call them that, but they'll laugh their asses if you do call them it. <laughs> Other people will. And then they'll be like, hey, 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 I'm glad that you were on stage and said it because if you were just, you know, working with me and you suddenly said it, then we'd have a problem. But if you're on a stage and you're a comic, then you can say it. And that's the beauty of being a comic, I guess, is that you can say those words and not have to hear the repercussions as much as if you were just saying it, you know, working at Target or whatever. (laughs) But um, I do feel that I I guess I got to keep using the word. If especially if I can use the word because saying little person just doesn't have the sting. It doesn't have the cut that you need for a joke. And I don't know why, but it's it's true. And what people really should want to call, be called like at, instead of little people, you should want to be called miniature people because just like golf courses, we need to have them be the exact same. I mean, if we're dressing up the smaller version of a golf course as a clown and we're doing the smaller version as a human as a clown too, we're going to we should just call them the same thing. Miniature versions, you know, miniature golf, miniature people. It, it's the exact same correlations. Come on, guys. It's a it's a no-brainer. And I think it's even better than uh, midgets or little people. Miniature people would be completely better. If I was a if I was that small, I would totally get into this. I I mean, I I have a friend that's a, a little person, and I should ask him if if <laughs> if the 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 whole uh culture or clan of little people got together and decided to be uh, miniature people, would you jump on board, <laughs> or would you jump on the mini board? Anyway, uh. Of course, I ended it with Michael McDonald being <laughs> having Alzheimer's, and it didn't go over, of course, because I fucked it up and didn't do it nearly as well as the first time I did it. But even though the first time I did it, it didn't even get a laugh either. So maybe it's just I'm not doing it well. I don't have uh, what it takes to be a Michael McDonald impressionist. But uh, please let me know <laughs> if you guys uh, uh, want to... Uh, want more Michael McDonald or maybe it's just a different I just need to choose a different song who knows but uh let me close with a different impression instead of trying to make it better or worse <laughs> and, and give you another impression of Michael McDonald I'll switch it up and do a Van Morrison impression just right now out of the top of my head because I played it at the top and I want to <laughs> so let's get that going right now Whatever happened to Shaman being cool? Paper going down in toilets, not having to wipe your hand in proof. Other ads are laughing, hiding behind a paid for wall, shitting in the fucking. Hey, Shaman, suck my balls. My asshole's cold. My brown eyed too. My asshole's cold. My brown eyed too. Someday on TV we should be able to sing. Shit punk, cut, big, wop, bitch, it, gook, and chick, or boo. Shit punk, cut, big, wop, bitch, it, gook, and chick, or boo. Well, no, bro, bro. Shit punk, 
I love to be. Yeah, man, Boris. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in on this week's This Comics Life with your host, me, D. Williams. I will be here next week, of course, with another open mic ready for you to bomb and and ridicule just along with me because I'll be the one ridiculing it. (laughs) But if you guys want to subscribe, definitely go to iTunes or wherever you get podcasts and subscribe there. Definitely share and uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Uh, You can definitely uh, find it through This Comics Life or you can go to uh, The D Stories at Twitter. That is uh, me, The D, uh, D. Williams. (laughs) But Please tune in next week. Uh, There will be a lot more. And, uh, yeah, share it with everybody. Thanks again, guys. And hopefully you won't be upset with anything I said. (laughs) 